Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am with my friend Vanita Wright. She is an author, an editor, a spiritual director, as well as the recipient of the Association of Catholic Publishers Outstanding Service Award this year. So we're, I mean, I'm very excited to talk to you and for you to share with us all about your book, Set the World on Fire, as well as spiritual direction. I have many questions for you. And I'm sure I've spoken to a lot of my friends, so I'm very sure these questions are on the minds of a lot of people. So I'm really grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, well, thanks for having me on the program. I've enjoyed talking about all these things. Yes. Ah, well, good. Okay. Well, then mm-hmm. what a blessed opportunity. So, Vanita, I would love if you could share a little bit about yourself to our listeners. I just last August retired after a career of about 32 years as a book editor. A lot of that was with Loyola Press in Chicago, but also a couple of other publishers. And so at this time, I've been writing since I was a kid. I've been published since, I guess, around age 40, which is a while back now. And I write fiction and nonfiction. Set the World on Fire is the is the most recent book. I always think the most recent book is the most important book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one I I do feel very strongly about. And, and I have to say that Ave Maria approached me about doing this. I had never thought of doing this sort of a book before, although I've, I've done a couple of prayer books on St. Teresa of Lisieux and St. Teresa of Avila mm-hmm. in the past. And when they came to me with this idea of doing a book about the four female doctors of the church, I thought, wow, that could be really, you know, a wonderful idea and, mm. and a good book to work on. So I hope I'm not jumping the gun at all. No, uh, not at all. But it is my most recent book. I write. I still continue to do some freelance editing. Mainly what I do now, though, my vocation now that I'm a retired person as I do spiritual direction. I'm a spiritual director for about a dozen people now, I guess. And that's a vocation that has really developed in the past several years. And so I have a very full life. I mean, I'm almost as busy as I was when I was working full-time, but it's it's a bit different now. The time is different and the kind of energy for sitting with people in spiritual direction is is different from, you know, sitting at a desk and, and editing all day. So I lived for about 30 years in Chicago. Love the city of Chicago. I grew up in a very, very small town in in the southeast corner of Kansas. And then when I moved to Chicago, essentially to change from a music career, as I was a music teacher in public schools, to a career in words, writing, editing, whatever that would be, I moved to Chicago and it's been my home for years and years. But around my retirement time, my husband and I decided to move a a bit further south. I'm now uh, much closer to my mother geographically, so I can visit her much more easily than I could. We live in northwest Arkansas in the Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville, Rogers area. And it's a different kind of life, and it's wonderful. So I've been very fortunate to live in different kinds of places in my life and have different kinds of work, and it's all good. So now I'm in a new phase of life and enjoying it very much. My goodness. Well, you sound very busy, and (laughs) I, again, appreciate you being here and sharing with us. I would love to hear more about 
your work with spiritual direction as well as um, as your book. So so sure. first, let me hit you with a question. So sure. mm-hmm. spiritual direction. I have a lot of friends who have benefited from it. I myself have benefited from spiritual direction. And I get a lot of people when I talk about it that ask, like, what is it? What mm-hmm. is it? And first, what is the distinction between spiritual direction and therapy? I have a lot of people that ask me mm-hmm. that question. And I myself had to do some real deep diving into what that mm-hmm. distinction is. So I would love if you could share with us a little bit about that. Oh, certainly. Well, therapy, counseling, and I have benefited from both at different times in my life. The primary goal of therapy or counseling is to solve a problem, to deal with uh, an issue, often a critical issue, something that's an acute problem at the time, you know, you're going through grief or you've been traumatized or, you know, all kinds of reasons. I'm prone to depression. So there have been times when I have needed the support of a good therapist when I'm in a time where the depression is just really bottoming out. And, Mm. you know, so the goal of therapy and counseling is usually problem focused. And the goal is also usually to not last forever. You know, the hope is that when you get through this rough patch, your therapist, your counselor, your priest, pastor, whoever is helping you out, there will come a time when everyone agrees that, you know, you've weathered this, you got through this, you're doing pretty well now, so we don't need to meet anymore. Then contact me if you, you if you need to see me again. But mm-hmm. the goal is never to just go on and on and on because it's focused on something that's not going well and that needs to be addressed. Mm. Spiritual direction, although in spiritual direction, we often deal with things that are not going well. The real purpose of spiritual direction, and and a lot of us don't even like to call it that because we're not directing anything. It's more accompaniment. Mm. And when I am sitting with someone in spiritual direction, I am accompanying that person, and the purpose is to help him or her grow in awareness of where God is at work Mm. in their life. Mm -hmm. And we prefer that this happen during a relatively calm, not a very dramatic time, because we're, you know, we're wanting to help this person understand, okay, this is how God has spoken to me in the past. Mm -hmm. These are the kinds of things that I feel emotionally, or this is the kind of stuff that pops up in my intuition when God is speaking with me. When I'm beginning to go off in a direction that's not real good for me, these are the sorts of little warning signals the Holy Spirit gives me. It's all about paying attention to the interior world, that uh, interior life of the soul, becoming more aware of it coming up with language for what's happening inside. I am trained in the Ignatian tradition where we talk about things like desolation, consolation, Mm. spiritual freedom. There are various forms of spiritual direction. I'm not going to get into all of that, but we use a language that the person can relate to. Sometimes we provide a bit of new vocabulary to a person so he or she can say, oh yeah, you're right. I'm not really very free in this area, am I? You know, I'm clinging to one outcome or another rather than being able to open my hands and my heart and say, Lord, whatever is best, I'm okay with that. Sure. 
And as a spiritual director, I am listening to this person talk about what he or she is feeling, experiencing, what's happening in their prayer. And I really just sit to listen. And we're always assuming that the Holy Spirit is the third person in this meeting. And so I'm trying to reflect back to this person what she's saying, kind of helping her identify different things that she's discovering. It's really an accompaniment. And spiritual direction is something that some people do their entire lives. You know, mm. it's, it is so helpful just for consistent spiritual growth and awareness. That's what it's about. It's not, and again, sometimes, and in fact, right now I'm working with two or three people, they're going through some tough stuff. And a couple of them are also seeing a counselor as they're seeing me, you know, and we encourage that. And I'm always very careful to say, this is not an area in which I have expertise. It's not what I do. But but yeah, uh, getting some therapy or going to a counselor may really help you in this area, even as you and I continue to talk about spiritually what's happening. So uh, a lot of people are seeing a spiritual director and a counselor sometimes at the same time, depending on what they're going through. We're always assuming that God is at work in people's lives. And that looks different according to a person's personality, their background, their history, their religious vocabulary. But I'm always assuming that, you know, God is the initiator. God has always been the initiator. And so I don't have to initiate anything. I simply sit with this person. I affirm what this person is discovering. A lot of the time I'm asking questions to kind of help them dive a little deeper and think about something maybe in a little different way. Or um, some people like to be given, say, scriptures to pray with in the interim between the time they see me and the next time. It really depends on the person and what they're wanting. But it's the art of accompaniment. And I must say that being able to sit with someone and witness the Holy Spirit at work, it's one of the greatest joys of my life. It really is. And and I'm still learning. I mean, I'll be learning my whole life what it means to be with people in this capacity. But, you know, for, for centuries, the only people who who benefited from this were, you know, nuns and monks. It, it, it was sometimes part of their formation in their monasteries and their convents. But during the past, oh, I would say maybe not even the past century, but in you know the the previous two or three generations, we've had people begin to introduce this into the general population of Christians, and a lot of them are Catholic. A lot of uh, people in liturgical traditions, such as the, in the Anglican Episcopal Church, the Lutheran Church, they're familiar with this, and it's really catching on a lot in even in the evangelical world because. They're recognizing that, yeah, this is a way I can sit with someone. And one of the things I like about it is it's not my responsibility to change this person. Mm. That is not my job. It's my responsibility to be with this person and to, you know, maybe help help her think about something in a little different way. Sometimes you just need to be there. Mm. You just need to be present. And so it's a ministry of presence. And when I was asked to write this book on the four female doctors of the church, 
the editors at Ave Maria said, we want you to put your spiritual director's hat on. Mm. And that was the difference between this and any other book I've written, is that um, it's not just a book that you read through. It's four weeks, one week with each of the women, St. Therese, St. Teresa, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Hildegard of Bingen, all four doctors of the church, the only female doctors of the church. And so you spend a week with each of these women, and it's not just reading about them. It's not just reading words that they have given us, but it's a combination of scripture, prayer, various prayer practices, meditations, reflections. I really give the reader many ways to engage with not only what these saints have said in their writings, but also how what they said really goes right along with what we hear in scripture. It was really a very satisfying book to work on because I thought, okay, I'm giving people a retreat. This mm. is a retreat. It's not just a book to read through. And so it was it, it was really satisfying, you know, to approach this as a spiritual director saying, okay, I'm going to help readers really dig into each of the lives of these women and prayerfully allow their wisdom to have an impact on their own lives. So that's kind of a long answer to a short question, and I sort of segued into talking about the book, but it really is sort of all of one piece for me. This episode of Spotlight is brought to you by Sock Religious. Sock Religious is amazing, y'all. Um, just to give you insight as to what it is, I have a devotion to St. Josephine Bikita, um, St. John Paul the Great, St. Therese of Lisieux, you know, the Avengers of Catholic saints. And Sock Religious has amazing socks, t-shirts, sticker packs with all of these saints on them. Not only are they evangelizing, but they also look super dope. So make sure to check out more of what Sock Religious is doing on their website, SockReligious.com. Um, I think that their stuff is super cool, and I am blessed to be able to evangelize and flex some really cool attire. So make sure to check them out at SockReligious.com. Thank you so much. God bless. I know that there are, like I shared with you before we started recording, there are many people that have so many questions about the distinctions, about what spiritual direction is, why it's beneficial. And your book looks amazing. I am like so excited for it. And I used to be a youth minister back in my heyday. And I had a wonderful group of young women that we would do like retreat, kind of book mm -hmm. retreat format books together. So I know that back in the day, this would have been like super helpful for me mm -hmm. in that role. And so I hope that, you know, other people listening can also benefit, you know, in that way as well, as well as in their individual lives. I think mm -hmm. this is this is super cool. And I'm excited to read it with my little friend group that I have. So thank you yeah. so much for, for writing that. I do have a quick question for you. How does one find a spiritual director? It kind of seems like... Kind of like how people, you wait for your Hogwarts letter and you're just not really sure. <laughs> and you're just not really sure, like, if it's going to come. And you just kind of are in your house and it shows up and an owl drops it off and then you're going to Hogwarts. So it's like, how do you, is there a directory? Is there, is there like a way we can, you can find someone? I always, all the time have people asking me, like, how yeah. do you even find someone? 
Yeah. Uh, well, first, I, I do want to mention that this book would be an excellent book to do in small groups. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. and you already kind of referred to that. Yeah, it would be good for individual use, but also small group use. There are various ways to find spiritual directors, and there are more and more of us all the time. There are all kinds of training programs across the country now that train people to be spiritual directors. I would say the first the first thing to do is talk to people in your life, such as pastors, priests, often people in the ministry know people who are doing spiritual direction. Many of them are in direction themselves. I think I've got at least one, if not two, I'm trying to remember now, but some of the people I meet with are actually in ministry. Mm. So I'm supporting them as they are in ministry. So people that you know in ministry, you can always start there and say, do you know any spiritual directors? Are you in spiritual direction? And You know, that kind of thing. So that's one kind of obvious way. Another way that I think is quite effective is there's an organization called Spiritual Directors International, SDI. And they have a search function on their website where you can be very specific about the kind of spiritual director you want. Now, SDI covers the whole spectrum, everything from Catholic Christians to Buddhists to people of the Jewish faith, because spiritual direction is the kind of accompaniment that it can be done regardless of your of your belief system, you know, and that's one reason that I think so many people are taking advantage of it. Sure. But, the, but the SDI search feature allows you to be very specific about what you're looking for in a spiritual director. Do you want a man or a woman? Do you want someone who lives in a certain area? A lot of people want somebody they can see in person. A lot of us are doing direction over Zoom, you know, thanks to the pandemic, and actually is a really effective way to meet people. And it's it's pretty simple. So, but you can, you know, put in this search feature, the geographical area where you're looking for someone. You can ask for someone who does it, who maybe they specialize in something. Like for me, I specialize in Ignatian spirituality, like the spiritual exercises, St. Ignatius, and all of that kind of language around spiritual direction. And so people who are looking for someone in that field, I would probably pop up on their search, depending on, you know, the area they're looking at. So it gives you the ability to be specific about what you're looking for in a spiritual director. And that is how I found my spiritual director, actually. And she's still in Chicago, and we meet on Zoom. Even though we started out, I'd I'd see her in person. This is how at least one person has found me. So I would say the spiritual director, the SDI website is a good place, but also just talk to people you know, particularly people in ministry. Because quite a few of them these days are seeking spiritual direction to support them as they minister to other people, which I think is very wise. Got it. So that internal connection. Yes. Thank you. What yeah. a good tip. I, you know, you would have never thought, why don't you speak to other, you know, ministry or spiritually involved people around you? That's very smart. Quick question before we end every podcast, which unfortunately we're nearing the end. I mean, if this was a long form podcast, I would really, I might even just do like a live spiritual direction of you are so smart, (laughs) so smart and warm. And so it would have been great to have this long form. And I'd love to to have you back to share more about that. Mm -hmm. 
But at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest about something that gives them hope. So that can either be something right now or something Mm -hmm. in the near future that's going to give you hope and kind of enliven you. So if you need some time to think about it, I can go first or you can go. How are you feeling? I think I can answer that. One thing that gives me hope is the spiritual direction I do because I see the Holy Spirit in action every week when I meet with people. And that gives me tremendous hope. But, you know, another thing that gives me hope is that there are so many Christians across the spectrum in this country and elsewhere, but I'm thinking mainly of the United States, who are really re-examining what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Mm. And, you know, with all the just the horrendous kind of division and political stuff that we've been wading through the past few years and then put COVID on top of that, a lot of people have just said, oh, woe is the church. The church is falling apart. All of this, this is horrible. We have all this division. But the way I see it is we have this tremendous opportunity in the middle of all of this mess. There's just a lot of mess right now uh, in politics and in religion and in churches. And in the middle of this, we have the opportunity to ask all over again the fundamental question, Jesus, what does it mean, really? for me to follow you? Mm-hmm. What should be important to me? What is worth fighting for? What's what's worth going to a demonstration for? What's worth marching for? What's worth praying about? And how, how, how do I love everyone, but especially those who really seem to be, to be my enemies right now? Mm-hmm. Because most of us, we look around, we feel like we're surrounded by enemies some days just because of all that's happened. But, you know, there are just there are many, many people of faith who are taking that challenge. And we may not they may not be making the news. We may not hear about them. But just day by day, they're going about their lives and they're asking that question. "Okay, Lord, how do I love people in this world, given all that's happening? How do I love this person who just feels like my worst enemy right now? How do I get involved to stand up for the rights and the dignity of other people? How do I do that? You know, we're having to kind of go back to the basics. And I think that's very good. I think the church has to do that every few centuries because we, you know, we we slide this way and that way, depending on what's happening in the world. So although there are days when I feel despair and I get really grumpy and angry and I yell at the Lord saying, would you just do something? Would you just make these people behave, please? But for the most part, I, I have to remember, no, there are people seeking the heart of God every day, everywhere. And that's going to make a difference. I don't know how soon we'll see it. I don't know how widespread it will be, but but I do have that. That gives me lots of hope. Mm, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And we'll definitely all be praying for the Lord at work in your ministry. Thank both, you so much. Yes, both in the book sphere and then in the personal sphere. That's really, really amazing. Well, something that gives me hope, that's giving me hope lately, I work for the Diocese of Orlando. And so I'm able to meet with a lot of people all the time, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And lately I've been meeting with a lot of young adults. We're trying to revitalize our unified young adult ministry in our diocese. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really great. And I'm really hopeful that a lot of the adults I've met with, 
you know, will continue to, to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of adults that are inviting people into their homes, mm. kind of, you know, taking action. And I'm excited to collaborate with them and just really have something great for the young adults and the youth of Orlando. So mm -hmm. I'm hopeful and excited about that. And I think it's going to be super great. I see good things on the horizon. So, yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. And, you know, what you as you were talking about that, it, it reminded me that, you know, if if we want to experience hope and faith and love <laughs> and all of those qualities of the Lord, then the way to do that is to get involved with people mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. when you're involved in what's actually happening in the world, when you're involved in people as you are there in the diocese, then you, you see the proof in front of you every day that, okay, there are people that are doing the right thing. So mm -hmm. thank you for your example. And that's just, that's a great story. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. I I'm, mm -hmm. I'm blessed to have the job that I have. It's super cool. And I have mm -hmm. like such a cool team. So it's it's cool. Every day I tell my boss, I'm like, I can't believe that this is my job. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's great stuff, which, you know, which ultimately all of our bosses is the Lord. So like, how cool is yep. it that he's placing us in all of these different places, you know, mm -hmm. and that I get to do this. And it's it's just super, super great. So, okay. Where can we find more information about you and what you're doing how, where can people follow you? How can, where can they get to know you? I mean, mm. you are, you have 12 directees, so you have quite the full plate, but where can people find out more information about your spiritual direction, about what you've written and what you're up to? Well, this, this is an embarrassing question for me because I have not had a website in years and I am on Facebook, Vanita Hampton Wright. You can find me there. And you know, stay in touch with things like the Ave Maria website. I'm sure that they'll have a spot there for me to have author information and that kind of thing. But yeah, probably, may, and I'm not even on Facebook. That I'm just so busy, you know. I, social media has kind of gone into the background for me lately. And so I'm sorry I don't have a better answer for you. I uh, My goal for this for the remainder of the year, especially in the autumn, is to at least get a blog going again. I've had blogs off and on, and I'll I'll be sure to make that known to the people at Ave Maria and yeah. so that people can follow me. So That's amazing. They, well, they can always Google me, you know, like I, or look, look me up on Amazon. You no, can find me there. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that, you know, the power of Google is strong, so I'm sure people yeah. will be able to... <laughs> And we'll and we'll put a little you know we'll put a little your name in our show notes so people can check you out. But okay. I'm so grateful that you're here and that you spoke with us today. And I hope that everyone benefits from what you've shared about spiritual direction and you know. And if you feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit to partake in such a thing and you're listening, I pray that you respond to that nudge. So thank you so mm. much for being here and and I'm looking forward to talking with you again. Okay, Chanel, it's been great talking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much to Vanita for being our guest. Make sure to check out Spiritual Direction if it's something that you think you can benefit from. It's an amazing resource and it's a really great thing to do for spiritual guidance and accompaniment, which I know we all definitely need a lot of. So I appreciate you guys listening. I'm looking forward to next week. In the meantime, please pray for me and I'll be praying for you. God bless.
This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.